tonight will be from the book of Joshua, chapter 43. And it's just um, uh, only just a verse of scripture. Uh, for those that um, are joining us for the very first time, we've been going through uh, the book of Joshua in our studies, and we've been on this for quite um, for quite a while now. And uh, it's been a, a great blessing, not just for me, but for those who have been coming. So if you're just joining us, uh, what we are looking at tonight is having a spiritual uh, home base, and um, you will see it from the scripture that we're going to read, how this connects with us in our studies. I think last Sunday we were looking at um, uh, part of our ongoing spiritual warfare and how Christ is our ultimate victor, um, as we saw Joshua and the people after the conquest, uh, defeating the five kings, and um, what Joshua did, the Bible says he placed his legs on the uh, neck of his enemies, and which was a symbol of victory, an ancient symbol of victory. And what that means for us is that anything that threatened our spiritual existence is actually meant to be under our feet, and that is where it belongs. Uh, sin belongs under my feet. Um, defeat belongs under my feet. And that's the attitude for the Christian, not to accept defeat as a way of life. And that's why that scripture was indeed a real source of blessing uh, for us. And so uh, we're going to look at the last verse there. That is Joshua 10 and verse 43. And this is after the whole battle, after the kings have been defeated, after Joshua, you know, uh, carried out that prophetic act of putting his feet on the neck of his enemies. And this is what the Bible then tells us in verse 43. It says, Then Joshua and the Israelites' army returned to their camp at Gilgal. After the whole battle, after everything, after taking all the nations, the Bible says they returned to their camp at Gilgal. And we just pray tonight that God will open our eyes to receive what he has in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we, as Christians, um, wage our spiritual battles, or what you might call spiritual uh, wars, uh, there will be a need for us to have a place where we can retreat for what you might call spiritual nourishment and strength. If you remember from the text that we've read last week and into this week, this last verse of scripture, the Israelites, they were involved in what you might call a very long protracted battle with the enemy. They've defeated Jericho, they've defeated Ai, they've defeated the Gibeonites joined with them, they've defeated five kings that came together against them. And I want you to picture for a minute, if you were part of the Israelite army, and you've been fighting war after war, battle after battle, I'm sure that in yourself you will feel either tired or you have a need for replenishment of your strength. And that is what exactly Gilgal was for the people of God or for the Israelites. So in our walk with God, we should have a place as Christians where we might call our spiritual Gilgal or what we might call Gilgal. And when I read this scripture, the first thing I was asking myself is that why did they have to go back to the camp at Gilgal? And I saw that Gilgal in scripture was quite a very significant place, especially for the Israelites and also for Joshua. So if we want to understand what Gilgal means, then we have to look at what it means for Joshua and the people of God. And then we can understand what it means for us today. Just as we looked at the battles of the Israelites and we saw what that means for us, we are not involved in a natural physical battle. As the Bible tells us, our battle is not spiritual, our warfare is not carnal, but we are fighting a spiritual battle against sin, against the devil, 
and also against the flesh. So let's look at, for a few seconds or minutes, the significance of Gilgal. Um, like I said, Gilgal is a very significant place for the Israelites in the scripture. And in order for us to appreciate Gilgal, uh, we need to look at God's people's encounter at Gilgal, and then we are going to see the spiritual significance. It becomes then obvious for us as we try to connect and to understand why we are talking about having a spiritual home base. And the first thing we see, which is the significance of Gilgal, is that Gilgal was a place of remembrance for the people of God. Gilgal was a place of remembrance. For those who were with us when we went through chapters 4 of the book of Joshua, you remember that after they crossed the river Jordan, Joshua did something, and it was a very symbolic act. The Bible tells us that Joshua placed some stones in the riverbed, and then on the other side of the river, when they crossed, he also set up altar made of stones, which was a way of remembering the great and the mighty acts that God had done for them. And so Joshua was saying to the people that for generations to come, when they turn and see the stones, not the ones in the riverbed, but the ones across on the other side of Jordan, they will remember all that God had done for them, the mighty act that God, God had done for them. And you see this in Joshua chapter 4 and verse 20. And let's read. It says in Joshua 4.20, It was there at Gilgal that Joshua piled up the twelve stones taken from the Jordan River. It was there at Gilgal that Joshua piled up the twelve stones taken from the Jordan River. So as we wage our spiritual battles, we have memories of great victories. And every one of us here, we do have these memories of great victories and great exploits, the things that God had done, or maybe great encounters. And it could be the time that God delivered you. It could be the time that you trusted God for something, or it could be the time when your back was against the wall and God did save you. And what you do at your Gilgal is to remember the great faithfulness of God to you in your struggles and also in your battles. And I do this a lot. There are times when I look back, I reflect on God's goodness. I think about all the things that God had done for me. There are places that are very significant for me as a person. And that has become like my Gilgal, where I remember the great promises of God, where I remember the great victories that God had given me, where I remember the promises that God gave me, and those promises never fail. And the reason, as Christians, that sometimes we give up, especially when we go through some of these struggles and battles, is that we fail to engage with our Gilgal experiences. Christians, we so easily forget those Gilgal experiences. In the same way that Joshua set up these stones at Gilgal and was calling for a remembrance, and you wonder why Joshua was doing this. And the answer is very simple. So that God's people can remember the things that God had done for them. Like I said this morning, sometimes it's easy for us to forget that God had truly been a good God to us. It's easy to forget when there's no money in our pocket or things are not as good as they should be. We start wondering, is God still faithful? Can God still deliver? Can God still save? But when you look back over your life, you will see the hand of God. You will see instances where maybe you could have died, but God saved you. You see times when maybe something evil could have happened, but then you see the protective hand of God guiding and leading you out of those troubles. And that's why I say the reason why sometimes we give up is that we fail to re-engage with our Gilgal 
experiences. And this is what Joshua was trying to do to the people. After the battles, after the fighting, and after all that happened, they went back to their camp at Gilgal. Like I said, it was a place of remembrance. And as they encamped at Gilgal, they would have remembered the things that God had done for them. They would have remembered how the great walls of Jericho fell before them. They would have remembered how God gave them or handed over the five kings that came up against them. So with Gilgal as your place of remembrance, you are remembering the mighty works of God that you can see. And not only the ones that you can see, but also the ones that you cannot see. If you remember when we looked at Joshua chapter 4, there were two stones that Joshua set up as a memorial. One was in the riverbed, and the other one was across the river. The ones that we can see are the ones across the river, but sometimes there are things that God does for us that we need to remember, even though we can't see them. A good example is a gift of salvation and eternal life. I can see it with my two eyes, but I can remember that Jesus Christ saved my life from sin and death, that eternal life is mine, that I have life in Christ Jesus because I now belong to him. So Gilgal was very, very significant for the people of God, and it became a spiritual home base. It became a place of remembrance for the people. And that's the first significance of Gilgal, and that's why we are looking at this subject tonight. Now, the second significance of Gilgal is that Gilgal also was the place of circumcision before the battle of Jericho. The place of circumcision before the battle of Jericho. Because at Gilgal, what God was doing was reminding the Israelites of the need to consecrate themselves before the battle. If you remember when we looked at, I think this was chapter 5, before they went to battle, Joshua had to basically, um, uh, uh, the Bible said he took a flint stone, and what we did was circumcise all the male. And why did he do this? The Bible was telling, tells us that he did this so as to remind us of the need for deeper consecration. Because for them, it was a male ritual, cutting the foreskin. But for us, it has a spiritual significance. And that would be not just devotion, but brokenness of heart. Coming to a place where we circumcise our hearts and we are ready for the next thing that God was to do. For them, it was a place of dealing with the flesh, which can stand in the way of victory. And so when Joshua took them back to the camp at Gilgal, not only were they remembering the faithfulness of God, but it was also a place where they had to deal with the flesh, which can stand in the way. If you look at Joshua chapter 5, and I'm just going to show us this quickly. In Joshua chapter 5, um, from verses 8 to verse 9, it says that after all the males had been circumcised, it says they rested in the camp until they were healed. And verse 9 says this, Then the Lord said, to Joshua, and this is at Gilgal, what's going on here. He says, today I have rolled away the shame of your slavery in Egypt. So that place has been called Gilgal to this day. So you can see how significant this place was for them. It was the place that God rolled away the reproach, the shame of slavery and the bondage that God's people had been under. And there he circumcised all the males, reminding them that before you can please God, before you can go ahead in your relationship with God, there's a need for you to deal with the flesh. There's a need for you to deal with anything that stands in the way of you coming into this deeper relationship with God. And I think there's a lesson there for us as well. 
Because at Gilgal, or when we come to our spiritual home base, there's a need for us to examine our devotion and be circumcised of heart as we walk with God. It's so easy sometimes to get carried away with the battles of life that we do not remember Gilgal as a place of consecration. It's so easy for us to want to get on with things. Well, I've got this to do. There are troubles all around me, so I need to go headlong into these battles and do it myself. And so, But sometimes God calls us to go back to the place of remembrance. He calls us to go back, not just to the place of remembrance, but to the place where we put our flesh under. Where he reminds us that the flesh, those that live according to the flesh, can never please God. But it is through the Spirit of God that we can win our battles and we can become all that God have called us to be. Gilgal is a place where we remind ourselves that we are crucified with Christ. You remember we saw this last Sunday as well in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, where Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. For he says, not I who live, but Christ now lives in me and who gave himself for me. And that is what Gilgal is, a place of consecration, a place where God reminds us of our devotion, a place where God reminds us of when we dealt with the flesh, when we made that commitment that nothing will stand in between our relationship with the God who has called us. And I saw something again about Gilgal, because when you look at the scriptures, Gilgal also reminds us of the need to have a place for spiritual renewal. To have a place for spiritual renewal. When you think about what Gilgal meant to the Israelites, it was their home base after the defeat and victory at Jericho. For those that were with us on those lessons, we saw that after the victory at Jericho and also after the defeat at Ai, that Gilgal was like a place, their home base, where they went for, for spiritual renewal. And I want you to picture this for a minute. All these soldiers who have fought the war and have fought in the battle, going back to Gilgal, they must have been very exhausted and tired in themselves. And this is what happens to us. Every warfare that we get ourselves in or anything that we do, whether it be ministry or non-ministerial jobs, it takes its toll on us every single day of the week. And what we need is what you might call a Gilgal, a place that we can periodically return for spiritual nourishment and also for spiritual strength. The Christian that hasn't got a Gilgal is like a soldier who haven't got a home to return to. Imagine a soldier going to battle, fighting in Iraq and all those places, and he has no place to return to. And so it is for the Christian who wages a spiritual battle, goes ahead in ministry, does all, or fights his war, spiritually speaking, but has no place to return to where he can come for spiritual nourishment and spiritual strength. And you might be wondering, but where could that Gilgal be for me? When I look at the scriptures, especially over the New Testament, I see that Gilgal can actually be a place of quietness for us as Christians. That Gilgal can be a place of quietness. A place where you're alone with your God. Look at the ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had what you might call a spiritual Gilgal. In his ministry, the Bible tells us that sometimes you see Jesus Christ, he will pull away from the crowd to a place of quietness, 
a place where he communed with his father, a place where he reflected on his ministry. If you look at the scriptures in Luke chapter 5 and verse 16, this is what it tells us. It says, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness. And what did he go to do? For prayer. So picture Jesus healing the sick, uh, casting out demons and devils, and that is warfare. He's involved. He was doing something. But then, often as the Bible tells us, Jesus withdrew from the wilderness for prayer. So if the Son of God have got a place of quietness, what you might call his Gilgal, or where he encounters God afresh, what should be our story? In Luke chapter 9, again, you see something similar in Luke chapter 9 and verse 10. And this is Jesus again. He says, when the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he, that is Jesus, slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethesda. The difference between this scripture and the first one I read was that in that first one, Jesus withdrew alone. But then you see in this scripture that not only did Jesus withdraw withdrew himself, but the Bible says he took the others with him. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethesda. So Jesus knew the importance of withdrawing from the crowd. He knew the importance of after fighting and waging your spiritual battles and doing ministry and all that you need to do. There's a need for you to pull back to a place of quietness. And what you see in this scripture is that your Gilgal, apart from being a place of quietness, can also be a place of community significance. That your Gilgal can be a place of community significance. And I will explain to us what that means. Because I'm not only saying that Gilgal is a place of quietness where I can withdraw all by myself and re-engage with God. But what I'm saying is, is also a place of community significance. Because when you look at the ministry of Jesus, Apart from getting away all by himself to a quiet place, he took the disciples with him. And you see this in some scriptures in the Bible, that Jesus, not only that he went away, but he knew the need to take others with him. And look at um, Luke chapter 6, I'll read from verses 30 to verse 34. In verse 30, the Bible says this. It says, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. It's like they've, they've done so much. Just like we saw Joshua and the, and the soldiers, they've fought, they've done everything, and then they had to go back to their camp. And look at verse 31. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves, look at that, to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. And sometimes that's how busy life can get. You're so taken in and drawn in by the demands of ministry and your job and all that you do and all the problems in the family and people around you that sometimes we forget there's a need for us to go out to a place of quietness, for us to withdraw to a place where our souls are renewed and where we find strength once again. He took off to a quiet place and he says, let us go and rest a while. If the Son of God does need to rest, we need to rest. If the Son of God needs a place of quietness, we need that place of quietness. If the Son of God had people all around him to the point that he couldn't even eat, 
sometimes that can be also our story, that we can be so busy that we find it difficult to do the basic things that we ought to do. Now look at the next verse in verse 32. It says, so they left by boat for a, you see that word again, a quiet place where they could be alone. And you see this over and over again, the need to be alone with God. The need to be alone. I love the way one preacher put it. He says, what you are on the outside or in front of people is actually what you are in your quiet, in your closet or in the place of prayer. Because sometimes we only think about what we want to do on the outside so that people can see and appreciate what we do. But actually what gives power and strength to what we do is what we do in our quiet place. And Jesus Christ knew that secret and he always withdrew. The next verse says this, and this is verse 33. It says, but many people recognized them, and that is the demand, and saw them leaving. And people from many towns ran, a, ran ahead along the shore and got there even ahead of them. So you can see the demands, that the more he tried to have a place of quietness, the more the demands. And for some people, this is a real struggle. The more you try to carve out time for a place of quietness, to re-engage with God, to renew your strength, the more the demands of ministry, family commitments, and every other thing comes to you. And look at the last verse of scripture there, verse 34. It says, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. And in this instance, his compassion took over when he saw them. After he withdrew, and the people still followed him, Jesus Christ being the Son of God, the Bible says he's begun to teach them because he saw them like sheep without shepherd. If these people knew the need also for themselves of withdrawing after receiving ministry from Jesus, maybe the story would have been different. So you can see that Gilgal has what you might call community significance because ours or our race is not an individualistic campaign. We are not just in this all by ourselves. We are doing it for ourselves and what we can get from it, we have colleagues in the fight whom we are fighting with. We have people that are bound with us in prayer. We have fellow Christian soldiers, as we call it, who are walking with us, who are praying for us, and who are doing the work of ministry for us. So your Gilgal and my Gilgal is like our sanctuary, where God's people are gathered to hear his word. As we are gathered here tonight, it is like our own Gilgal. Maybe you've had a very busy week, and here you are. You could have stayed at home, maybe watching one of the TV programs or soaps on TV, but here you are. You've pulled away from all that, because you understand that Gilgal is not only a place of quietness, but also a place that has God's community significance. You can draw strength from the community of God's people. And when we gather as a church, it does something for us. When we gather, we receive strength. When we gather together, it's a time to share our war stories, just like the Israelites. Like I said, imagine them coming all together after the war and sitting together, gathered. I'm sure they must have shared their war stories and their experiences. They must have shared their victories. They must have shared their weaknesses or maybe their mistakes as well. And that's what happens when we gather together as a church. We gather to encourage one another. We gather to be renewed spiritually. We gather to share our battles. And I'm so excited most times when people share their battles or stories with me. This is what I've gone through throughout the week. 
this is where I failed. This is where God did something great. And all you're doing is recognizing that actually this place is like a spiritual Gilgal for you where you are re-engaging with God's people again. Not only a place of quietness, but a place that has God's community significance for you. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, a very wonderful verse of scripture. Listen to what he says. He says, and let us, it's like a call for each one of us. Let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do, and this that's the reality. Some do, some don't care about gathering together as a community. It's like being a soldier, but then you don't gather with other soldiers. You don't return back to your base. But he says, encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let us not neglect our meeting together. Because that is where that strength, that is where we encourage one another. And that is where God meets us on the days that we've come together. And finally, the next thing we see about Gilgal. Gilgal is also a place to strategize. Gilgal is a place or was a place for the Israelites where they drew up their plans and strategies on how to go on in their future battles. Because when I looked at Gilgal, what I saw with the Israelites is that not only did they find rest and energy for their future battles that they would fight, but they also strategized. At Gilgal, what they were doing is mapping out plans on how to go ahead. And when we come together as a church, or when you go to your quiet place and you've prayed, you've thought about, you've reflected on life, and all of that, it also gives you the opportunity to plan ahead. It's just like ministry. You've worked hard, you've done the things that you need to do, and the year is coming to an end. There's going to be 2019. There's going to be 2020. If you've got a job, the same thing. You've worked hard this year, there's going to be another year. So what you're simply doing in your Gilga is that you're stepping back either as an individual or as a family, and you're strategizing, you're planning ahead. You're looking at the loopholes and the things or the areas of your life that the enemy can come in or that can become like a stronghold for you and you're planning on how to win your next battle. And this is what the Israelites, they did at Gilgal. When you look at their battles, they had moved into the midsection of the land by this chapter where we are reading in chapter 10. They've conquered the south, that is the nations on the south, and now they are moving northward. And so Gilgal for them was a place to rest, get some more energy, and then begin to plan on how to take the remaining lands. And are there things that we can take as Christians? I think there's a lot. Are there souls to be won for Christ in our community? Yes, there are souls to be won. Is there something more that can be done in this church? Yes, there is more that can be done in this church. But we can't do these things in our own strength. We can only do it when we go back into our closet, when we go back to our quiet places, when we go back to our Gilgals and begin to re-engage once again with God, begin to ask him for that renewal of strength, begin to tell him that actually the journey is still very far and we cannot do it in our own strength. And this is what Gilgal meant for the Israelites, a place where they began to map out strategy for future battle. I don't know what you're planning ahead, Maybe you might, you may have had those wonderful plans for the future and things that you need to do. But remember that when you go to your quiet place or when you withdraw, that is when God begins to commune in your spirit. God begins to reveal things to you. God begins to show you maybe things that you actually should not do 
as you cross over maybe to a new year or things that you have done, but you did them wrong. And God is saying you need to re-engage. You need to use a different strategy. Maybe this has worked, but it's not going to work for you next year. And you need a change in your life. And as I close, let's not forget also, because I think this is very important, the connection. Let's not forget the connection between Gilgal and Calvary for us as Christians. Let Gilgal, for us, be that place of entering into the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let it be a place where we cast off this carnal existence of worldly living in the wilderness. Like the Israelites, as we saw them, casting off everything that will hinder their relationship with God. That's what we do when we come into our spiritual Gilgal. What we are saying is we want to re-enter into that death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are saying we want to die to the flesh and we want God to live again. We want, we are saying we want God to restore. We want God to renew. We want to meet Jesus afresh again. Remember it was at Gilgal that Joshua met the captain of the Lord's army and then he gave him instructions on how to go ahead in his battle. And so as you enter your Gilgal experience is a time that you can say a simple prayer, Lord Jesus, I want to re-engage with you. Maybe I've not taken my work seriously with you. Maybe there are things that I've failed to put in place in my life as a Christian, and now is the time for me to re-engage with you. Now is the time for me to receive new strength for the journey ahead of me. Now is the time for me to cast off the works of the flesh and begin to live for you in the Spirit. Shall we bow our hearts?